You know what time it is? Time for more football reaction. That's not good. Time to hear from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's a bomb. I think he's an absolute bomb. Time to crack open a high noon. This is the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, yeah! From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, here's Alex Strofe. I'm one of those people where, like, my own head wasn't attached to me, I'd lose it. I'm having one of those today. So we'll get into that. We'll get into the pack. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little all over the place. Happy Thursday. It's the high noon hour here on ESPN Madison. I am Alex Strofe back from vacation with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Producer extraordinaire Hunter Vaughn sticks around with me. Hi, Hunter. Good to see you. Happy holidays. Hi. It's been a while since we've worked together. Well, yeah, I've been off for a week. Um, and I've had a week. So we'll get into the Packers in a second, but I gotta—I gotta—I just gotta get this off my chest. I gotta talk to somebody. There's nobody here in the office besides you and Jesse Nelson, but you guys have been occupied, uh, obviously doing Wildey and Tausch, who you obviously heard before us here on the High Noon Hour. And I um, am having a day. So today is what Thursday? Yes, I did just say that, didn't I? And I—I've uh, had a week. So Monday night. I was in Green Bay all week, uh, obviously for the holidays, back home. Uh, went out with a couple buddies, just for a little bit, right? Nothing crazy. It's not like I was pulling a bender. Um, went out, met out with, with a couple of friends. Uh, went back to one of my buddies' places, stayed the night there on Monday. And Tuesday when I'm leaving, you know, I, I, I figure, you know, I'll go, I'll, go grab, you know, I'll go grab a case of high noons. And I get to the register. My driver's license is just gone. Gone. Oh, and I got okay. Uh, you know, I got carded at uh, at an establishment I was at downtown Green Bay last night. I'll give them a call. And yeah, we don't have your ID, bro. So no idea where my driver's license is. So we've got that working for us. Then today I come to work. Um, I'm working in in one of the side studios, whatever. And you know, I think all right, I'm gonna need my laptop for the show, right? I got to monitor the old National Bank talking text line where you can hit me up eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Can't find my backpack. Where I keep my laptop, of course. I bring it to work. So I go look at my desk. It's not there. Look in the studio I said I was just in. wasn't in there. So I do a lap around the office. Can't find it. Huh, maybe I, maybe I forgot it in my car. So I go down. We're on the fifth floor. I go down to the bottom floor, walk across the streets to the parking garage, go to my car. Not in there. I go, huh, I wonder if I left it at home. So I call my girlfriend. I say, who's off right now? I say, hey, it's my backpack, you know, on the chair where I usually keep it. It's not here. You brought it to work this morning. Okay, where is it? So I go to my desk. I start firing up. I have a second laptop here that is very old, but it still works. So I start firing that up. And I go to take a seat. I sit right on my backpack. It's on, on my chair. You blew it! Literally on my chair. Anyway, all right. So my head's here. I'm here. We're here. The Packers are alive. Want to get into that. Uh, as we do each and every week on the High Noon Hour, it's time to get into the first three things on the Green Bay Packers. These are the first three things. First things first. All right, so three things on the Packers I want to get into who are obviously coming off of a momentum-shifting win on Christmas Day, I would say, over the Miami Dolphins. It was sloppy. It was ugly. But you know what to say. A win's a win, right? 
So the Packers are are are, are alive. I mean, they're seven and eight. We've said it all year long, Hunter. Nine wins is going to be enough in the NFC. That is proving to be very true. Nine wins will be enough in the NFC. Got to get nine wins first. But nine wins is going to be enough. And with the Green Bay Packers, you know, after that Tennessee Titans game, uh, we did a Friday edition of the High Noon Hour about a month ago. And I spent the entire hour saying how the season was over. Right? It was just, it, it was just clear. It was evident. This Green Bay Packers team... Not a very good team. And while I don't necessarily feel a ton different, I don't feel like there's a ton of very good teams in the NFC. I'll get into one of the teams who the Packers will see in the next two weeks, who I don't think is a very good team in a little bit. But I am officially at a point where I think, is it time for optimism? Yes, I do. I do think it's time for optimism. And I don't, I'm not talking ca- cautious optimism. I'm talking real full-blown optimism. There's a clear path for the Green Bay Packers. Over the course of the next two weeks. You win both games you're in. Obviously, you need a little help. You need Washington to lose. But things are shifting in the direction that Dallas is actually going to have something to play for in Week 18. And they play the Washington Commanders. Also, the Washington Commanders making the foolish decision to go back to Carson Wentz as they play the Browns this week. Maybe the Packers will catch a break. Maybe the Browns can beat the Commanders. Nonetheless... I am to the point where I am ready to declare again, it is time for optimism when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. I'm feeling optimistic. Not cautiously optimistic. I'm feeling optimistic. I really do believe there's a path, and I do believe it's achievable. Packers win two games they're in. And both of those games are being played where? Lambeau Field. And while the Packers haven't been great at Lambeau Field this year, they're 4-3 and three, technically. 4-2, and two, actually. The third game being in London. I feel like it's time for optimism when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. And I'll tell you why as we get to thing number two. The second thing. So the way I'm framing the the first three things today is actually three questions that I'm going to answer for you, right? So question one was, is it time for optimism? Question two that I was thinking about on my drive back to Madison, back home, uh, yesterday was were we right about this Packers team all along on the very first the debut edition of the high noon hour I told you it might be an ugly start by the end of the year this this offense is going to find its find its rhythm and while maybe it's not to the point where we thought it was offensively there's clearly a new life to this offense in the last uh, six or seven weeks thanks to number nine Christian Watson I believe we were right along, all, all along, with the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a rough start, and the offense will hit its stride late in the year, and hopefully that is still to come, uh, as the Packers have a legitimate shot to play well into January at this point. With the Packers, I, I think Sunday's game didn't teach us a ton, right? It's They can stick in ball games, and maybe, just maybe, the defense can step up. Now, we know about the situation with Tua. Uh, he's re-entered concussion protocol. It's unfortunate. You feel for the guy. Uh, but the defense stepped up. Turnovers, three of them in the second half of that game. Maybe this defense is finally figuring it out as well. Holding the Dolphins, high-powered offense, to only 20 points on Sunday. I feel as if we were right all along with this team. They're going to rattle off five straight, and they're going to be a playoff team. 
I, I, I legitimately feel that way. Now, it could be a point, and I, I feel like as Packers fans, we could talk about this, right? I'm a Packers fan. You're a Packers fan. We could talk about this. They tend to build us up only to break us down. At least that's how it's been the last decade, right? You get your hopes high, especially the last couple of years. You get your hopes really high. Best team in football. Best team in the NFC. And they lose in disappointing fashion, whether it's a blowout or whether it's the divisional round against San Francisco like it was a year ago. My hopes are back high. Because I believe we are now at the point where we thought maybe the Packers would be a couple weeks earlier. But the good news is it is not too late, right? If, if we've learned anything over the course of the last two weeks, it is not too late for the Packers to be a playoff team A and B to get our hopes up and think maybe they can rattle off a few in January. Now, this is what I want to get into. Vikings fans, listen up. The final thing. Three, that's the magic number. Three. It's the magic number. And Vikings fans, here's the magic number for you. It's 10 of them. 844-770-3776. Because Vikings fans, I'm going to use that F word. No, 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 not the one the FCC doesn't like. The F word that best describes the Minnesota Vikings. It's five letters. F-R-A-U-D. That spells fraud. The Minnesota Vikings are frauds. Every Every statistical data point tells you the Minnesota Vikings are kind of a meh team. So that third question I have is how good are the Vikings? The Vikings are meh. And this is not me saying the Green Bay Packers are a really good team. They're not. They're not a, they're not, the Packers probably aren't even a good team. But good, you don't need to be good to make the playoffs in the NFC anymore. You need to be meh. And the Vikings are meh. They're 11-0 in one-score games. And in their three losses, they've pretty much all been by double digits. Their only win on the season that was not a one-score game was in week one against the Green Bay Packers. They have not won a game by more than seven points this season since week one against the Packers, which is a tune-up game for Green Bay. Here's some stats, right? Why are the the Vikings frauds, Alex? You're just saying that because you're Packers fans. Let's run through some data. Let's talk about... The Vikings' defense. After week one, I actually remember spending almost an entire segment on this show telling you, yeah, the Vikings are going to have a really good defense this year. Boy, was I wrong. I was wrong about a lot this year, by the way. But that was one major point I was wrong about. The Vikings' defense. When it comes to yards per game, they are the second worst in the league, 31st. When it comes to pass yards per game, and Aaron Rodgers has not thrown over 300 yards this season. But, Sunday's actually going to be a really good opportunity for him to do so because the Vikings rank last when it comes to pass yards per game. Quarterbacks have a field day against the Vikings this year. And when it comes to points allowed per game, the Vikings rank fifth last, 28th in the National Football League. So they are bottom five in all three of those categories. Yards allowed per game, pass yards allowed per game, points allowed per game. Bottom five in the league in all three of those categories. Well, what about the Packers, Alex? Where do the Packers rank? They don't have a good defense. The Packers are middle of the pack when it comes to yards per game. They're 17th. When it comes to points per game, they're also 17th, middle of the pack. When it comes to pass yards per game, and this is where you worry, right? Because Justin Jefferson had a very nice game in week one against the Packers. He's had a terrific season, broke the all-time Minnesota Vikings receiving yards record last week, beating the great Randy Moss. Packers are third in the league when it comes to pass yards per game, which I didn't know, but we have a good sample size now. We're through 15 games. 
I believe the Vikings are a very, very, very beatable team. And as I said before, when they lose, they lose big. I think the Packers win in a route this week. And it all comes down to Week 18 against Detroit, who, by the way, playing good football. They lost last week, but they're playing good football. I don't think the Vikings are very good. The record indicates they are. It feels like to me Matt LaFleur's first season. They go 13-3, and but you realize there's some cracks, right? Like the Packers... 13 and 3. They're probably not 13 and 3 good. Like the Vikings are probably, they're 12 and 3, probably like 9 and 6 good. Like they're a fine team. But they're not 12 and 3 good. You know, the record indicates that. But Vegas agrees with me as well. Packers favored by three and a half points. That's kind of big, right? Like I thought maybe toss up, maybe two and a half. Favored by three and a half points on Sunday. So your first three things are this. Time for optimism, yes. Were we right all along? Maybe. How good are the Vikings? Meh. We've got a poll on Twitter, which you can find at Alex underscore Strove, at ESPN Madison. I'm asking you uh, which word or term best describes your feelings heading into the final two games of the season for the Green Bay Packers. We've got a little over 30 votes in right now. Here are your options. Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling cautiously optimistic? I'm full-blown optimistic. But are you feeling cautiously optimistic? And the final option is your hopes aren't high. You're not feeling good. Uh, We'll get to those results next. Also want to hear from you. Vikings fans! Frauds! You're frauds! Defend your team. 844-770-3776. Packers fans! How are you feeling? Let's just talk next segment. I just want to talk. Hunter, I'm going to talk to you. I want to talk to anybody listening. Let's just talk about this. 844-770-3776. 844-770-3776. Call me up. I, w- I, w- I want to talk about this because I have a lot of thoughts, but like I feel like it needs to be done conversationally because this is a really weird era of Packers football right now. It's like, yeah, they're probably not that good, but they're probably good enough to get in the playoffs, but they weren't good enough, but now they might be. I don't know. It's been a weird year. really has been. I don't remember a year like this, at least in recent memory, for the Green Bay Packers. It's just been an odd year. But the moral of the story is this team is still alive. You win your last two games, you get into the playoffs. I view it as simple as that. Washington's going to lose one of their last two, if not both of them. Win both of them, I think you get in. Let's talk about it next. More Packers talk, more high noons. It's the High Noon Hour on ESPN Madison. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. ESPN Madison, Alex Strofe with you from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Talking Green Bay Packers. I say it's time for optimism. How you feel? And light me up. 844-770-3776. That's the old National Bank talking text line. I'll slow it. 844-770-3776. Hunter Vaughn here as well. We got we to chat with Hunter a little bit. He's he's a resident Cowboys fan. I, I, I kind of want to look at like a state of the NFC here in a moment uh, because it's, it's just it's a wacky year. Right. And yeah, every year has its okay, it's coming down to the wire. What's gonna happen in the last couple of weeks? You know, who's gonna get that final wild card? We get that every year. But we don't get a year and we were talking in the break a little bit, Hunter. We don't often get a year where I'm like, Yeah, I, I honestly still don't know who's good through sixteen weeks. Right? Like I feel pretty good about Philly. 
I think Philly's good. I feel pretty good about San Francisco, right? Like, I, I, that's a really high-powered offense. But as I told you in the break, is Brock Purdy going to come back to earth if, as he will continue to be the starter for them? I made my I made my Super Bowl prediction over the weekend because uh, I got you know the you thing, wait until the end of the year to make your Super Bowl. Well, prediction? of course I had my preseason one, and I don't remember what it was at this point. But I uh, of course at like Christmas you get asked right you know you work at an ESPN yep. station so they think you you know everything right they think you're genius which I clearly am not I will never claim to be one. Oh, I claim to be one. Uh, well, of I'm course you right. of course you yeah you're always right, but. Uh, I uh, you know I, I I was like yeah I guess I haven't really thought about it now so I'm going Kansas City San Fran I think that's what we're going to get again this year a rematch okay yeah, I think we'll get that again this year that's how I'm feeling I think Philly's got a good shot but when it comes to like the overall NFC right like you don't really know who's good you feel good about Philly probably I feel good about San Francisco some might feel good about Minnesota I don't as you heard me say if you're just joining us I called Minnesota frauds I, I really don't feel like they're that good of a team defensively they're awful they're they're bottom five in yards per game pass yards per game and points per game defensively that's not going to get you far right like the best teams are in the playoffs if you're allowing the fifth most points in the league the most passing yards per game, and you are a playoff team, you're going to lose in the first or second round, depending on your matchup. And uh, if the Packers get in, it's very likely we could see Vikings-Packers in the first round of the playoffs, the 2-7 matchup. I don't know. I don't know if I feel very good about Minnesota in that game. Even as, as questionable as Green Bay has been all year, I don't feel good about them, especially if that's the third time around and, and the season series is tied like I anticipate it will be. I think Green Bay wins this weekend. And I uh, I don't know. So Minnesota feels fraudy to me. I'm so back and forth with Dallas, and that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on this because you are a Cowboys fan. I uh, I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team, and they yeah. certainly have their flaws. Yeah. But uh, you know me, like I, I I've said this many times before. I like Mike McCarthy a lot. I think Mike McCarthy's a good football coach. I don't know that he's a great football coach, but I think he's very good. Clock management is, has always been questionable, but overall. I think you'll learn from his mistakes last year. I think they will win a playoff game. But it depends what seed they'll be, right? If they're the five seed, then they're playing who? Tampa? Yeah, on the road. Do you love that matchup? No, I hate that Even matchup. Even as, as bad as Tampa's been this year, right? So the NFC is just really wacky to me as a whole. And I, I really do think you might get a wild card Super Bowl team. Well, and I think it's just the fact that in the NFC, compared to the AFC, every team has a big question mark. Philly's got Lane Johnson going to be sitting out yeah. their all-star tackle yeah. because he's got an abdominal injury. I saw that, yeah. And then you have the Cowboys with weird defensive yeah. questions all yeah. of a sudden. The Packers still have some big question marks and spots. San Francisco at the quarterback. There's nobody that I'm just like, okay, yeah, they're a really good team all the way throughout, like I feel with Buffalo and Kansas City totally. in the AFC. And it makes this so Cincy difficult. Cincy, too, I would throw in there. Yeah. I, I feel good about Cincinnati, right? They had some... They had a weird period in their season, but they've turned around. They're eleven four. Like that's that's a good football. Team. I keep forgetting about them, even though they played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like I shouldn't because they're probably going to end up winning the AFC then. Yeah, underdog mentality for the second year in a row for the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's look at the NFC at large. Let's just run through this and decide whether or not we think they're good. I'm not asking for great. If they're a good football team, Philadelphia, we both say yes. Yes. Minnesota, I'll give it to them, but I don't feel really good about that. Yeah, they're, they're probably fringe good. good. They're fringe good. Yeah, I would say that's good. San Francisco, I would say they're good. Yep. But the, there's a big question mark there, right? They're the three seed right now. They they already clinched the NFC West. 
I um I think they're good, but they're still a question mark. That defense is good. A lot of firepower yes. on that offense. I think that's good enough, right? I, I, I feel more comfortable with San Francisco than I do in Minnesota calling them a good team. Tampa 7-8, and eight, they're the fourth seed. They're not a good football team. No, they're okay. At best. Uh, Dallas, I know you're biased, but I don't know that I'm ready to say, yeah, they're a really good football team. I, I'd probably well, say they're good. You just you threw on the really good. They're yeah. good, yeah, like you good. started the segment with. Yeah, they're right. good. Better stay consistent. The Giants, I don't think they're a good football team. No. I think they, they have a lot of cracks. Uh, currently, the seventh seed is Washington. That's not a good football team. I understand they beat the Packers and the Giants did earlier this year. I don't think either of them are good football teams. Uh, Seattle, not a good football team. Nope. Had a really fun start. Geno Smith having a really fun season. Not a good football team. Detroit, fun to watch, fun story. They're playing better now, but they're still not good. Yeah, I um, I don't think so either. And then the Packers uh, will we'll, we'll rear it there. Probably not a good football team, but they're fine. I would take them over Seattle. I'd take them over Washington at this point in the season. I'd take them through everybody we just named uh, post-New York Giants. So Washington, Seattle, Detroit. I'll take Green Bay over all three of those teams. And, again, of course there's some bias there. But I feel really good about the Packers' chances, and, of course, you have the Aaron Rodgers effect. So at this point in the season, I, uh, I think Green Bay, I mean, I know they typically don't, or te- technically don't, excuse me, but I view it as they control their own destiny. You win both games, you're in. I do not have any faith in Washington to win both of their final two. So, that's where you're at. Let's get into some of your response on the old National Bank talking text line. 844-770-3776 is your way into the show. JJ and Poinette chimes in on the text line. Says, I think the only thing most of us were wrong about was thinking the defense would be better. Totally fair. A couple of the games during the losing streak go the other way, and it's a different season. You're totally right, J.J. I'm probably up here saying a lot of things differently. If the Packers hang on in London against the Giants, if they don't get slaughtered by the New York Jets at Lambeau Field, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot differently if, you know, Tennessee, for example. Let's just say Tennessee and the Giants in London. Those games flip. All of a sudden you're, what, 9-6? and six? I think that would be. Is that the math? Yeah, that's the math. 9-6. Yeah. and six. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably thinking the Packers are going to slaughter, to use that term again, Minnesota next week or this week. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, J.J. I mean, that's that's the big thing we were all wrong about was we thought the defense would be terrific. Uh, Daryl in Deerfield uh, chimes in corrects me. He says if Green Bay beats Minnesota, San Francisco would likely get the number 2 seed and host Green Bay. Oh, boy, that scares me. That scares me. Somehow I hope uh, I hope that would work out. Brett O'Claire chimes in on the text line as well. He says, Strofe, great to join you, Hunter, Colin, and Brad on Tuesday night for the watch party. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We'll get into the Badgers a little bit later, but uh, eight of nine, eight of their last nine bowl games, they get a win. Yeah. We did a uh, watch-along on the ESPN Madison social media platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Throughout the game, we were live until like almost two in the morning. Uh, that was bananas. Uh, fun game, though. Good, good little win for Chase Wolf. We'll dive into that a little bit later. But Brett goes on. He says uh, he thinks Green Bay gets in. San Francisco would likely be the round one opponent. And, and he thinks this will be both number one will make it. So he gives us a Super Bowl prediction, says Buffalo and Philly. Text in your Super Bowl predictions. I'm curious where all of you are at as well. And then Daniel the Sloth says nine wins will be enough. Uh, Green Bay, if they get there, will we'll, we'll get in. But he says... It feels like a typical Wisconsin sports team, keeping us interested when we know they aren't good and we will ultimately get disappointed in the end. So I, I struggle with that text right there, Daniel. Right, I'll read it again. Typical Wisconsin sports team, keep us interested when we know they aren't good and we will ultimately get disappointed in the end. 
yes, of course you're always going to be disappointed when a loss comes. But I am more, and this is going to be weird to say because I know we should probably be thinking with the mentality of, hey, we want the higher draft pick, stock up for next year, one last ride with Aaron Rodgers. That's not the way I'm viewing it right now. Right, I'm viewing it as I would rather see the Packers get in and lose in the wild card game than lose the next two games. I'd rather have a have a fraction of hope, right, like a little bit of hope, saying, okay, this is something they can build on for next year. So I think I'd be less disappointed if they lose, let's say, to San Francisco in the opening round of the playoffs in a couple weeks than if they were to lose to Minnesota this weekend. Because as we just went through, I think San Francisco is a good football team. I don't really view Minnesota as that. They're fringe good. Defensively, they're awful. They're, like we, we talk about it and we just went through it. We thought Green Bay was going to be this defensive powerhouse. Clearly, you haven't been. But they're nothing nearly as bad as the Minnesota Vikings statistically. Look at every major statistic category. Minnesota's awful defensively. Green Bay's just kind of, meh, they're middle of the pack. They're good, maybe. Fringe good, to use that term again. Yeah. Defense is fine. Um, it's been better. It was much better on Sunday. I mean, obviously, a couple of big turnovers against Miami. And look, Miami, I would, I would also say, probably a good football team. That was a big win for the Packers. Big momentum win. And, you know, confidence is built when you get, obviously, three wins in a row. When you go on a nice little streak, your only winning streak, your second three-game winning streak of the season. I feel very, very good about the Packers' chances. I really do. And that's why I posted the poll on Twitter, which you can find on my Twitter, at Alex underscore Strove, or go to at ESPN Madison, the last thing on that feed. I'm simply asking you this. Which word or term best describes your feelings heading into the final two games for Green Bay? So I'll give you those options again if you want to text them in. Your options are confident, nervous, cautiously optimistic, or hopes aren't high. The results, the early returns right now, 37% of people say they are cautiously optimistic. 29% of people say the hopes are not high. So we've got, uh, we've got hey, I know the heartbreak's coming, but I'm just going to hold out hopes for the last two weeks and just hope you don't break up with me. Then we've got, hey, I know I'm getting dumped in the top two leaderboards. Then we've got nervous. So also, yeah, I think I'm probably going to get dumped. And then uh, finally, uh, rounding out the, the total there with about 15% of the vote. Confident. So uh, not a lot of us feeling confident in our relationship with the Packers right now. We think we're getting dumped before uh, the playoffs come. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, high noon, sun sips, hard seltzers, delicious, made with real vodka, real juice. They've got a bunch of flavors, a bunch of variety packs, four, eight, 12 packs, wherever you pick up booze. I had quite a few high noons uh, over my vacation. I've been off the last week. So the high noons were flowing over the holidays. Hope you had some as well, and you can continue to. Good drink for New Year's Eve, I'll tell you what. Uh, get some pineapple high noons flowing. You'll thank yourself in the morning, too. I love those high noons, man. I love, I love black cherry. Black cherry is your flavor? Yes. Yeah, my, my lady, uh, big black cherry. So we usually each get a four-pack black cherry, pineapple. There's our night. So uh, go pick up high noon wherever you pick up great alcoholic beverages. We'll continue to look at that poll. We'll continue to talk NFL. We got to do some quick hits. We got to go around the league a little bit because, look, this is a really fun part of the NFL season, right? We're in the last two weeks. It's the home stretch. Playoffs coming up. This is the more fun than the start of the NFL season. Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, as an at-large NFL fan, yes. If you're a Packers fan, no, because your your nails are no longer attached to your fingers from all the nail biting you did on Sunday, uh, and. 
there's more to come. So hopefully your no, your nails grow back for for this Sunday's game against Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, as an at large fan, this is this is the best time of the year, right? This point through the Super Bowl is just so much fun because the NFL. I mean, there's that term any given Sunday, right? Like it is so real, especially this time of year. And I think that's why Vegas is like, hey, yeah, the Packers are favored by almost four points. They're favored by three and a half points, and it's crazy. Two weeks ago, I tell you, Hunter. Yeah, Packers, you know, during the Packers bye week, if I say to you, the Packers are going to be favored by three and a half points against Minnesota in week 17. I'm looking in the mirror, and you're looking at me as well, saying you are absolutely effing nuts. Yeah, I'm absolutely taking Minnesota in that scenario. Yeah, anyway, so, right, now I'm too. Three and a half points, I would have never thought this was realistic, but again, I think the Packers have hit a little bit of a stride here, obviously, three wins certainly helps, Um, but... I, I just feel good is that they've proven they can score 30 points. I, I think they do it this weekend. I think they get over 30 points. I think Aaron Rodgers probably has his best game of the year. Throws for over 300 yards. It's very doable. Uh, the Vikings are allowing like 340 pass yards a game. They're getting, they're getting straight up tortured by opposing quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers, debatably, maybe not this season, but overall, the best they've seen. All year. So two games left for the Packers. I'm feeling optimistic. I say it's time for optimism. I think they're going to get into the playoffs. I really do. I really do. Um, 28, 24, 26 points they put up the last three games in their wins. Um, so I, I think 28, maybe 31 this weekend against Minnesota. I think that's enough. But we will see. It's a big one on Sunday. How you feeling? Hit me up. 844-770-3776. We'll go around the league next. It's the High Noon Hour right here on ESPN Madison. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Yeah, it's the high noon hour on your Thursday. Roll it on. Talking a little Green Bay Packers. I'm fired up about it, man. I really am. You know, we, we uh, I referenced it at the beginning of the show earlier today, but about a month ago, I said, yeah, I think it's over. After that Tennessee Thursday night loss, I was there. You just felt the energy deflate for all the Packers fans in Lambeau Field that night. But hey, a three-game winning streak. The offense is looking good. They're scoring in the mid-20s over this winning streak. And now they get to play, uh, yeah, pretty much the worst defense in the league in the Minnesota Vikings. We're 12-3 and somehow. I mean, they're on this unbelievable stretch of 11-0 and in one-score games. Uh, but I think that comes to an end this weekend. Either the Packers win in a one-score game or they win big. I, I, I really feel like the Packers win this weekend. I know you're not feeling that way, though. Hunter Vaughn with us. No, I'm not. And it's I realized during the break why. Uh-oh. And it's because of all of the years of the Cowboys doing a very similar thing. Sure. When they had those Tony Romo years of finishing 8-8, eight and eight, week 17 at that time, yep. they're going to Philly, to New York, hosting the commanders at the time, the Redskins, and then losing the last game of the year to miss out on the playoffs yeah. and lose the division. Yeah. I've just seen teams do it so many times that I just assume, like, oh, the Packers are going to do this too. And I shouldn't because Aaron Rodgers is yes, far Aaron and away Rogers better than right. Tony Romo. But I've just seen it so many times. No, that's fair. I mean, it, it is a story you've certainly seen before as a Cowboys fan. But I, I just I view this so differently, right? Like I view this as okay. Aaron Rodgers has been here before. We've seen him. I, this is a conversation I had this weekend. We'll get into quick hits in a second. We'll go around the league. But Aaron Rodgers plays best with a chip on his shoulder. 
and we've we, we, there's countless examples, right? How about the six seed in 2010? They sneak in, everybody's counting them out. They rattle off the Super Bowl. How about in 2020 when the Packers draft a quarterback? Uh, they trade up to draft a quarterback in Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers' replacement. At least we thought at the time. Aaron Rodgers goes out and win the MVP. Then he does it again the following year. And, and yeah, I understand it's not a Super Bowl, but he puts on two of the best seasons, if not the two best seasons he's ever put out. That 2020 season, they showed a graphic um, during the Packers game on Sunday. What was it, 48 touchdowns and five interceptions or something absurd like that for Aaron Rodgers he in 2020? Was ridiculous. He I, was I always forget how good real. he was that year. He was so good that year. This is a guy that's been through it. And... And think about the run the table here, right? I didn't even mention that. 2016, that would have been. I mean, he has these unbelievable moments when you put a chip on his shoulder. And for people that counted out the Packers, and the question was, and he was asked it multiple times during his press conference, availability and the availability he does midweek at his locker, and even with McAfee he was asked, when are you going to sit down so Jordan Loves can get some reps? And all of us talking heads, me included, we're, we're sitting in front of our microphones like we're doing right now, Hunter, and saying, yeah, I think the point of the rest of this season is to see as much Jordan Love as we can. Aaron Rodgers is like, what are you talking about? We're not even mathematically eliminated yet. Can you at least let that happen before you ask me this question? Chip right on his shoulder. Big old Lay's potato chip on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. Biggest of Lay's potato chips. And now they've rattled off three straight, and all of a sudden I'm sitting here Totally changing my tune. And I, I, I'm man enough to admit that, right? I'm wrong a lot. I was really wrong with this. This season's not over. And if they lose this week, then yeah, throw Jordan Love out there week 18 against Detroit. Call it a day. But I don't think they're losing this weekend. I think Aaron Rodgers knows the Vikings too well, understands this rivalry too well. And by the way, it's a Lambeau game in January. Matt LaFleur, by the way, has never lost a game in December as a head coach. How's that first stat? Well, it's – yeah, it's – it's his third year. Uh, this would be his fourth year. Fourth year, okay. I think he's 11-0 and 0 in December. I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's a pretty neat stat. Um, that's really hard to do. I mean, think about it, right? Like, there, there's teams that haven't even won a game in December yet this year. I understand the Packers won all three of their games in December because Sunday's game is January 1. He's never lost a game in December. That's crazy to me. Anyway, uh, so Packers-Vikings Sunday. Polls on Twitter at ESPN Madison at Alex underscore Stroke where you can get me. I want to know how you're feeling going into this one. And feel free to light me up on the text line as well. 844-770-3776. We'll get to some of your responses in a minute. But now it's time to go around the league. It's time for NFL Quick Hits. Who stood out? Yes. What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! <laughs> he did what? Who stunk it up? What, what, what do you mean I stink? stink? Why don't you go take a shower? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hits. First down. We're going to start out in Las Vegas. Yeah. With the Raiders. I have so many thoughts on this. Derek Carr has been benched for Jarrett Stidham. That is the lowest of lows, by the way. But go on. Well, that was just, I just wanted to leave that out there and let you go because yeah, this is so crazy. Obviously, there's a bunch of Devontae Adams news to get into, his likes on Twitter and his post on Instagram about how the only reason he's in Las Vegas is because of Derek Carr, which we know to be true, right? We've known that all along. Uh, but, but the Derek Carr news is crazy to me. Josh McDaniels ruined this guy. 
I mean, Derek Carr and, and our buddy Jesse Nelson, who you hear every day on Wilde and Tausch, uh, the producer of that program, typically, he loves Derek Carr. He does. He thinks he is a terrific quarterback. And I, I tend to agree with Jesse on that, right? Like, I think Derek Carr, if in the right scenario, in the right situation, I think he's a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. I really do, right? This is a guy that's gotten MVP votes. This is a guy that has, has had terrific seasons without Devontae Adams. I blame Josh McDaniels through and through on this. Josh McDaniels should have been fired before Nathaniel Hackett. So it's so interesting that you bring this up because I think I've told you this story. Oh, boy. Josh McDaniels, yes. before being the head coach of the Raiders, yep. he had a stint as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Right. And he was the coach when Jay Cutler was there. Yep. He called Jay Cutler into his office with yes. his agent and told him, I think you're a terrible quarterback. I have no idea how you're in the NFL. This was coming off of him almost winning Rookie of the Year. Yep. And it messed with Jay Cutler mentally, and he never recovered from it. He's had some great um, moments. I blame he never recovered for, for that, it in Denver. I can't stand him. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think Jay Cutler had some really good moments in Chicago. Uh, but yeah, in Denver, you're totally right on that, and, and it would mess with your confidence, right? That's like, you know, in, in our field, right? That's that's like a, a our boss uh, or our bosses pulling us aside and say, "Hey, Hunter, Alex, that show sucked. I don't think you're capable of doing a good sports talk show. You guys stink, but I'm still gonna let you do it anyway. But you guys suck. So, huh? Thanks. I guess you suck. Your opinion sucks, Josh McDaniels. Second down. Tonight, the Dallas Cowboys finally playing on Amazon Prime as they play the Titans. Finally? Are you excited about that? I am. I'm also very annoyed that normally the Cowboys will get either the Thursday before or the Thursday after Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. And I guess that Thursday game wasn't game. on Prime, yeah. Yeah, so they got double short weeks this season, so I'm a little bitter about that. Same with the Titans, though. This is their second Thursday night game. We referenced the one against Green Bay earlier. Yeah, and... That bothers me, but I just want to know, who do you like in this game? Now, keep in mind, Derrick Henry, yeah. not playing. Yeah. Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, also not playing. Oh, thanks for letting me know that. I knew he was questionable, but uh, I am in a – and you know my golden rules of radio, right? I've got two of them. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Nobody cares about your sex life. Uh, I'm in the Super Bowl. Tony Pollard is my running back, too. Got to switch that out. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, I'm taking on the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson, for third place in our ESPN Madison League. Do you still play for third place? I guess third place makes money, right? Yeah, third place makes money, and I barely lost to the Dean Dennis Summerall last week. He's on a week. tear. He's good. I know. I hate it. it. I, I had him, and I made some poor choices. I would have had the win. I'm so upset about yeah, it. Yeah, I think I'm in the, the eighth place game in that league. I stopped looking. Jesse bounced me in the first round of playoffs. Anyway, um... I like Dallas tonight, especially without Derrick Henry. I think it's a big Zeke night. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very intrigued to watch this game because, as we talked about a bit before, I really don't know if Dallas is good or not. I really don't know how to feel about them. So I'll take Dallas tonight. I'm intrigued to watch it. It should be a good one, I think. Who's playing quarterback for the Titans? I think, is it Willis? I think it's going to be Willis. Interesting. All right. Third down. Speaking of the Titans, Week 18 – they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know Brad Nortman and Colin Russo will be very plugged into that game. No doubt. And that's going to be for the division. Do we think that this is going to be the best game of the regular season? Titans-Jags to finish off the year. Best game of the regular season, no. But maybe biggest in terms of circumstance, yes. Um, but best game of the year, now. I mean, obviously we love a good circumstance. And, and that game... 
uh, has a ton of it. And uh, I assume that will be the Sunday night game, I would think, uh, as none of the game times, obviously, for next week have been announced yet. I, I would think, yeah, that's the Sunday night game. Winner takes all, loser goes home. Yeah, I love a good. Hey, let's end the regular season with a bang. But what were the best games of the regular season? There had to, there was a classic shootout. I'm blanking on which we saw. I mean, there's a Colts Vikings game. A Colts Vikings game. That wasn't the best game. That was again circumstance, right? It's the greatest comeback ever. But that was a dirty game. I mean, that was just blech. glad I missed that one. Um, Kansas City Buffalo was good. I don't think it lived up to the hype. That was that was early. That was the weekend. I think the Packers lost the Jets. Yeah. Um, I'd Bills have th- Vikings. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Cowboys Packers was fun. Yeah. Um, I, I have a hard time saying that. Yeah, I know. I know. It just know. broke my heart. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'd have to think about that longer. Well, let's get the fourth down. Fourth down. I know we've talked about this before, but I want to bring it up again. Tua with another concussion. Yeah, he's he's got to shut it down for the rest of the year, right? All right. So I want to lead with this. I'm obviously not a doctor, very clearly. If you've oh, listened really? To me, if you've listened to me before, you probably What's a gargoyle. <laughs> it's a statue, Hunter. Um, I uh, it's a frog. I um, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I, I don't want to sit here and give medical advice. But look, it ain't good. Not good optics. I didn't notice that until it was pointed out later. You know, somebody caught it and, and put it on Twitter and said, whoa, he, he hit his head against the turf. I would think, is that concussion three this year? Yeah. Yeah, that ain't good. I'll just say that. It ain't good. I, I Again, I, I don't know. Concussions are scary. We know all the CT stuff. I feel for the guy. It sucks because he's such a talented dude. But... I would think so, but again, it's a business, so if he's cleared medically, you probably want your best option to win out there. I don't know. It's it's a sticky situation. I'm glad I'm not calling the shots on it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up because, and I don't like talking about past athletic accomplishments because the best I have is being an alternate for the Division II state swim meet. Humble brag. Yeah, but like, I, I played middle school football. Okay. Eighth grade year, I got three concussions from the end of my seventh grade year into eighth grade. And that third one was playing football. And I ended up missing a week and a half of school because of it and had constant headaches for a couple of years because of it. Interesting. So the idea of him coming back out and playing for the rest of the year, it terrifies me just because of I know how awful that feels after you get your third one in less than a calendar year. Yeah, no, no kidding. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you're doing better, first off. But uh, I mean, the and, intelligence and, yeah. is probably gone. But. Well, so is mine. And that's not concussion-induced. That's just me being an idiot. But I, uh, yeah, uh, also Josh Dobbs getting the start tonight for Tennessee. Uh, Brett Noclair informs us on the text line. So, interesting. I would hope Dallas wins uh, since that's the case. Nothing against Josh Dobbs, but. This is a game they would lose, though, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's very true. All right. Uh, quarterback controversy. For the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll dive into that next as we wrap up the high noon hour of the special Thursday edition right here on 100.5 ESPN. More football reactions, more high noon. The high noon hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Sunshine on my Sunday best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, every day can-
the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's All right, we got about 90 seconds uh, to give you a quick Badgers take as they are victorious in the guaranteed rate pool on Tuesday night. Chase Wolf, you look good. Didn't look great. You look good. Uh, made one boneheaded mistake. That was the interception in the red zone. But uh, otherwise, a good game for Chase Wolf and the Badgers as they win the guaranteed rate bowl Tuesday night. It is the high noon hour. I'm Alex Struff with you for a few more minutes as we launch into a college football triple header uh, here in a few minutes. Look, Luke Fickle, first off, brings some juice. Uh, they showed him a million times uh, on camera, which fired me up. He's still, still getting used to the motion W in, on the vest of Luke Fickle, but he looks good. I will say this. The quarterback situation next year for the Badgers is the most intriguing storyline by a mile. Right? You get a bunch of returners, a lot of people coming back because this is a really hard place to leave, as Luke Fickle has said a bunch. But I'm intrigued with Chase Wolf coming back for a sixth year. You bring in Nick Evers from Oklahoma. And then you have Miles Burkett, of course, waiting in the wings. And then you bring in a freshman, Nicola Crew, out of, out of Colorado. So you got four guys competing for that spot next year, probably really two in Chase Wolf and Nick Evers. But that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun next year. The Luke Fickle era off to a perfect undefeated start after a win in the Guarantee Rate Bowl on Tuesday night. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today here on the High Noon Hour. Good conversation with the Packers, who I think are going to beat the Vikings on Sunday. Big thanks to Hunter Vaughn for running the show and all of you who participated. We've got the Pinstripe Bowl. Remember when the Badgers played in that? Minnesota-Syracuse next on ESPN Madison.